So here we are, uh, 167, also known as number, I don't know, four or five of these live, uh, we'll call them adventures. I think it's our fourth one. I think it's our fourth one. Um, what, why don't you okay. tell people what the name of the show is, Goat? Oh, I probably should do this correctly. Yeah, uh, this is Gamerhead Radio. Uh, I am Goat. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. the Fallon Flynn. So, yeah, here we go. Uh, this is my first one doing the live thing, and it's going terrible as usual. Um, you guys get to hear all the non-flubby shit that I usually get to cut out and make cannon fodder of. All the delightful <laughs> editing we normally do in the studio that, that Charlie cuts out of, of us doing countless takes with Goat going, Oh, what's the name of the <laughs> is it? Who am I? What the hell am I doing here? Exactly, all of that. 167. Um, but it is our fourth live show, I believe, this week, so... Yeah. So, uh, what are you up to, John? Uh, what did I do this week? I spent. Well, I had a I had a hell of a week actually. I ended up um, all this talk that I do on on school, babbling about uh, on the show about school and the, the achievements that I, you know, whatever. I try not to talk about school because it's fucking boring and nobody wants to hear about it. But um, I actually uh, did a thing this week for school at the end of the semester, which was pretty cool. Um, uh, a performance thing, but what made it so interesting was is all this pissing and moaning about school that I did. I actually won a scholarship, so um, I'm not a dummy, apparently, according to uh, this this, this <laughs> educational Someone. place that I dupe. <laughs> but that was that was the highlight of my week. What about you, Goat? Um, let's see. I went on an adventure with Nick that I can't talk about. Uh, played Robin to his Batman. I saw uh, in a place we can't talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, a lot of Iron Curtain stuff this week. I've been doing a lot of studio work that uh, can't be talked about, other than the fact that I was doing studio work. They're doing stuff with things. That's what's happening. Yes. So that was, what do we got? To, sounds yeah, like a really uneventful week for both of us. Um, I mean, cool, cool thing for me, but that was easily the most exciting. Thing. It was it was eventful, but not 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 very uh it doesn't transfer over into into audio and video talking no, eventful no, not at all um if anything it's um being a student for me means you know this was final week and you know i'm getting started at this whole student thing very late in life and so uh, i fucking hate it um one of our one of our listeners though uh like he's a he's a fan of east villains and he's a listener for the show um you know you'll see him sometimes in comments and things on on the show uh as the name garris redfield um really nice fella he actually came out to this uh, school performance that i had because it was a public event and he was you know supports me with these villains supports us here on gamerhead radio and supported me in uh, in my personal space by coming and watching me do a little bit of acting so i just wanted to say thanks man for coming out that was a really cool thing for you to buy a ticket to that event and uh come out and uh watch me uh, pretend to be intellectual for uh an hour so thanks dude appreciate it um but yeah i would have i would have went but uh, i see enough oh yeah you don't want fancy clown makeup <laughs> that's true this was just me being a clown with no makeup on that's all it was oh god that's a scary sight <laughs> i mean look at this I'm like, um so john Yes. Speaking of things coming out from behind the Iron Curtain, what was released this week? What was released this week? I'm gonna look at that segue. I'm gonna do. Uh, it's true. It was smooth. Uh, I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna do Charlie's bit this week. Uh, Charlie, just so you guys are aware, before I do releases, he is on week number two of his cross country uh, super mega road trip tour. 
Yeah, yeah. He, uh, hopefully, we'll be leaving us a. It's a tour. It is. It's like a national tour. Hopefully, he'll be leaving us a voicemail during the course of the show. If not, though, um, you know, then we'll we'll catch up and do something with him soon. But he's not going to be making a cameo on the show this week because he is in route. He's on the road doing road things. Uh, so let's go ahead. Yeah, apparently, podcasting and driving is illegal. It's probably not the best idea, to be honest with you. I just noticed I have this red splotch on my head that looks like a like a chicken wing, and no one wants chicken. I don't know. Oh wow. Couldn't tell you what happened. Nice punch, Luca. <laughs> Probably it was, it was my son got mad and was just like, old man. Um, so let's talk about releases this week. So a uh, semi-robust uh, list of releases this week. So on Tuesday, May 17th, Homefront, the revolution for PC, PS4, and Xbox One will be out. Valkyria Chronicles Remastered for PS4 will be out. Life Goes On, Done to Death, uh, will be released as a PS4 digital title. Shadow of the Beast okay. for PS4. Letter Quest Remastered for PS4, PS4 Vita Digital, uh, which is a cross-buy. If you buy it on for Vita, you can play it on Vita or PlayStation 4, which is kind of nice. My Night Job, which will be also be a PS4 digital release. Perfect <laughs> Universe, also a PS4 digital release. Rugby League Live 3 will be available for PS3, PS4 digital. Um, that just digital on the PS4, PS3. I guess they're doing a physical copy, or this list reads funny. Kotaku needs a punch in the bracket. Um, Rugby <laughs> League Live. Oh no, I'm sorry. Shad Shadwin, Shadwin. It's very British. Shadwin. <laughs> PS, P, PC and PS4 digital. Soft body for PC, PS4 digital. Bev Viva X Vivo. I swear to God, I can't make this up. PS4 digital. <laughs> Uh, Wild Arms 3, PS4 Digital. A lot of PS4 Digital games coming out this week. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Thursday, May 19th, Fallout 4, Harbor, uh, Far Harbor DLC will be out for PS, PS4, and Xbox, a uh, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Friday, May 20th, Cubicolor, C-U-B-I-K-O-L-O-R, Cubicolor will be out for PC, PS4, Xbox One Digital. I now understand why Charlie gets tripped up with some of this shit because some of it looks like Latin. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's some sort of foreign language. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, coming up on, uh, well, this actually goes into the following week's releases, so we'll save those for next week. But that's uh, that's pretty much it for the moment. Anything also, list? Yeah, what's also, don't forget, uh, since uh, we did the switch over at this point, uh, well, actually, tomorrow we'll do the switch over. But for our audio listeners, we did the switch over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll get Costume Quest 2 on your Xbox One for Games of Gold. And then uh, it will switch over on your 360 to Peggle Woo. for the 16th. How so, like I, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's something, I guess. And, you know, it's, not, it's not a slap in the face, but it's not a kick in the balls either. So, no, Not at all. Not at all. Um, anything on that list in particular that, uh, that tickles your fancy? Not really, no. It's a lot of crap that we can't put anything major out this close to E3 for. Oh, is that how you see it? Yep. <laughs> That's brutally depressing. But, well, I mean, we're getting close. Uh, could be worse, I suppose. I mean, well, we might have one more major release because, I mean, uh, Witcher came out, what, the last the last week of May is usually your last major release before E3. That is so. something along them lines. Um, then who wants to go against Uncharted? No. <laughs> who wants to go against Uncharted? Have you seen any of that running, by the way? Yes, I have. Holy shit, does that look good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, like, all I of think, it. Um, I, I think the um, the animation is probably some of the most smooth I've ever seen in a game. 
Yeah, it's 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 unreal. I mean, it's just I mean, not even like not unreal as in like the uh, it's not unreal as in the uh, the engine, but it's it's unreal in the fact that it's almost like a movie. You have to look twice to make sure it's a video game. Yeah, and I mean, from what everybody's saying about it, it's 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 a really good, really well written, really well acted game. Um, really charming from what everybody is saying too. So, which does not surprise me at all because Nathan Drake is a very charming character, always has been. Um, did you play any of the Uncharted games? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've played all three of them that I can. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't, I did not finish the the Vita title. I can't remember what it's called uh, at this point, but that's the only one I have not completed. And honestly, not because I didn't want to. I had the opportunity to because my brother owns a Vita, and uh, he let me borrow it. It just wasn't that good. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. Well, I mean, it's a Vita title. Yeah. yeah. What do you expect? Well, I mean, it's, it's not- a very, it's a very small version of Uncharted. It's not. It's not the playability of it though that bothered me. It, no, that wasn't it at all. It was. It was just the 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 level design. I think was probably what what got me with it. It just well, yeah. interesting. Unfortunately, it's a tiny. It's a tiny uncharted. Yeah, yeah. It was it we uncharted. Um, yeah, that's like bitching that Mario sixty four doesn't look as good as on your uh, Game Boy Advance. <laughs> no, but that's that's really true though. I think. Ultimately. <laughs> Um, at any rate, um, now that, uh, now that you heard what the releases are doing this week, go, let's talk about what we played. Anything, uh, anything on your docket this week in particular? No, oh, I played a bunch of weird shit this week because I'm, I'm kind of burnt out on video games and I can't find anything I want to stick to. You've been to that point in your life where you're just like, yeah, no, this isn't it. Every- and, like nothing grabs your attention. Actually, I, so, and I've been, no, go ahead. Oh. Oh, I said I've been stupid busy this week, so I can't really. I haven't had time to like really engross myself into a game. I, so it's made a weird list. <laughs> I find that um, that I've had more and more trouble sticking to whatever it is that I've wanted to start playing. Um, especially recently, I've had tons and tons of problems with people wanting me to play certain things with them, and I'm in the middle of playing two or three games. I will start like five games. And I won't finish any one of them at the time that I want to, inside of the time frame that I want to, uh, because I keep hopping from game to game. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to force myself to kind of get back to a place where I just do it. Um, I just do it the normal way, um, <laughs> and finish one game at a time before I hop on to the other one. So um, it's almost impossible in this in this barrage of games being thrown at us weekly and now that everything now that so many places are doing free to play or throwing free to play games in there it's getting harder and harder to stick to playing the one thing like this week i didn't do much playing this week because it was finals week and i had a lot of stuff going on in preparation for that uh school live thing that i had to do but um i i did play dc universe online for a little while um which is I played all the way through the original game story content in 2010 and 2011, and it has not changed, but that's not bad. It still plays well. It still does what it what you want it to do, um, and I'm having a good Are the queues still huge? No, they're better. I mean, if you catch it on, like, a Friday night or a Saturday night when everyone's off work, like, you're still going to catch a little bit of a line, but it's not like it was. It's definitely done what we said it would and leveled out a little bit so the new toy syndrome's gone (laughs) yeah exactly people got a taste of it and the ones that liked it stuck around Mm -hmm. the ones that didn't were just like i'm out yeah um so that's that's something to think about but uh 
played that. Um, I played a small amount of Killer Instinct. I played some Titanfall again because they announced that Titanfall 2 is going to be out <laughs> at the end of this year. And uh, I went back and did some of that because I, I do like that game a lot. Played some Witcher 3. Uh, now that I'm, I'm pretty much done with Metal Gear Solid uh, 5, I've kind of going back to Witcher 3, trying to get through that. Um, you better get on that. I, I am. I'm doing it. You got, you got 30 hours of DLC waiting because then, what, next week, the next one drops? <laughs> don't don't tell me that. It just makes me want to drink myself <laughs> to death. Um, but it's, uh, it's good. I'm enjoying it. Nothing I can say about it that everybody else hasn't already said or that we haven't talked about on this show. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I played, it's a year old yeah, that's true um or nearly not even yeah the only close yeah it is june right gonna come out in june nope last week of may holy shit man god this last because i got it i i gotta get back to it anyways because i got it and then i had to go out on warp tour and so i just need to start it all over again yeah. <laughs> i can't believe that though man i feel like i feel like we were just talking about when it released and at that time it was <laughs> it was in your uh what's the word i'm looking for it was in the middle of your – it was sucking your life up. It was just taking all your time away from you, and, and that was it. So, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so that, that's all I had time to play this week. I, I don't think – I sat down and tried to play um, a couple of other things, but I just didn't – I didn't have the time that I wanted to do it. So I, I kind of oh, okay. from that and uh, stuck to one or two things and played those. See, you did the weird thing I did. We have a weird list together. Because my list, hang, hang on to your hang on to your pants here, John. Mm -hmm. So uh, I went back to Need for Speed mm -hmm. for a little bit. Still, it's still terrible. It's going to take everything I got to get through that game. The, the story is just. Then why play it though? Because I bought it, and it's Need for Speed. Trade that shit in, or sell it to somebody else who. It's digital. Appreciate it. Oh, because you had me buy it digitally. Remember? Like shit. I informed you that it was a low price when it was on sale. I did not make you. Oh, it's fine. Anything. Like, I mean, it's not. It's not bad. Like, it's a fun game, and it's still Need for Speed. It's just a story, so paper. Th but it's a nice pick up and drop game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, speaking of picking up and drop games, I went back to because I can't. Eh, nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, um, I, we were talking about uh, um, DC Universe Online just a few minutes mm -hmm. ago. Um, I I don't know if you heard about this yet, though. Uh, they are bringing Star Trek Online to PS4 and Xbox One as well. So that that's coming down the pipeline real soon for you, Goat. Yeah, that there's the end of my life. There you go. Yet another thing. <laughs> for those of you uh, listening that, uh, that 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 aren't aware, Charlie Goat and I are all big Star Trek guys. Like you know, I. Charlie and I are more star, or more, I think, just as much Star Wars fans as we are Star Trek fans. But I think Goat's more of a Star Trek guy than a Star Wars guy. I'm a, I'm a sixty forty uh, Trek side. All right, fair enough. I am a like, I think I used to compare them like a lot of people when I was younger, but I stopped comparing a long time ago because they're not, they're just not the same thing. You know what I mean? Like it's no, you know, two different tastes that don't taste great together. Oh yeah, just different ideas. No, God, no. Whenever somebody tries to force me to compare Star Trek and Star Wars, I just look at them and go, "I don't do it. Can't make me do it." <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, no, no, no. So, uh, and then two other things. Like, I went back to Minecraft for a little bit. Wow. Like I said, I went back to like the pick up a drop game because I just didn't have time to like put any time in anything. And the funny thing is, the one I put the most time into this week, uh, Power Star Golf. They had the whole unlockable game for five bucks a couple weeks back. And it's great because I can play a round of golf and I'm done and I move on and go back to doing what I was doing. Is complete. You really are a crusty old goat. 
<laughs> You've moved on to golf. Good God. Since oh, I've always played I've always played golf games. But it's it's more like hot shots golf. It's like that arcadey stupid fun golf where it's like over the top and cartoony. Nothing nothing that you're locked into or obligated to terribly long time. Yeah, literally I can pop down, get a round of golf in, get some achievos and and go back to what I was doing and feel that I've done some gaming in my life. Yeah. Well, you know what? I wish that I could say I was going to join you on your golf journey, but that's just probably not going to happen. The best you'll get out of me every once in a while when I'm feeling kind of weird is maybe a bowling game or something. And even that is just typically not my cup OT. Um, yeah. So, um, let's check and see here. Uh, now that you guys know what we played this week, uh, <laughs> you know, let's check and see what the industry did this week. It's a, uh, it's not a crazy week in gaming news, um, but there is some variety in what we're talking about this week. So, um, a bunch of people, if you remember earlier in the year, uh, and I think toward the end of last year, we talked about uh, how some analysts are saying that consoles are going to kind of meet their end coming up here soon, that they're not going to be a viable... Um, source of of income is just a standalone console that it's going to go to streaming here coming up while somebody leading the charge on that front is electronic arts uh peter moore uh, he did an interview earlier this week and uh it it turns out that he feels pretty strongly that there's not going to be consoles in the next generation but also um the the ceo uh of ubisoft Yves Guillemont is saying the same thing. He's kind of backing him up. And uh, a lot of the people who are kind of positioned and um, privileged with information that we don't have at this level are kind of saying that the end is the end is nigh, that there's not going to be these sort of like five to seven year console cycles anymore. There's not going to be the big battle between Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, and whoever else may enter the ring, that it's going to end up being kind of like, you know, you have HBO and HBO does not participate in Netflix or whatever. They just do their own streaming service. If you don't subscribe to cable, they have HBO now and uh, CBS has like CBS all access. And if you don't watch CBS shows, you have to subscribe to their little monthly streaming service. A lot of people are saying that publishers like electronic arts and EA is kind of already testing it with like vault access, a similar kind of a service that they're saying that, um, maybe there will be like a Roku of gaming where you buy like a little streaming box that's designed for gaming and internet's fast enough that you can just stream a game live and not have to download it to your hard drive. I'm, I'm assuming that they're talking about like Google fiber speeds at this point, you know, maybe this is something they know of or that they're all working on for a handful of years down the line. When yeah. Stuff becomes common, but um, the, it's going to be a la carte like everybody else's entertainment. Yeah, yeah. You buy or rent a game. You know, I'm assuming because whenever you pull up anything that offers a digital title, there's always like that, like rent it for $3.99 standard F, rent it for $7.99 mm-hmm. or $6.99 HD. And then, or you could buy the movie 14 bucks in standard F and spend $30 on it if you want it fucking digital HD and shit. So I'm assuming that they're going to do probably something similar where you just 
buy the game for one price and stream it, or maybe you can rent it like without the DLC. And maybe there's like a rental with DLC. I mean, there are possibilities. There's all these different yeah different things. Um, you know, I'm just hoping that they go down to forty bucks. It's because you're not paying twenty dollars for the plastic anymore. Yeah, I mean, I would I would think that they would cut some of the cost down for digital stuff. But when you look at a lot of like Blu-ray releases or HD releases on uh, like streaming on demand still pretty expensive man like still kind of pricey they don't really make many cuts for the cost of packaging if you're lucky you're lucky if you yeah. three bucks you know what i mean that's probably the yeah, packaging they cost own the physical item myself personally that's where the big problem is going to be though is the fact that a lot of people like i don't know i'm still not 110 percent um comfortable with putting my purchases on the internet because <laughs> yeah. the internet has failed technology does fail Oh yeah, hard copy for sure. It just it sits on my shelf. For sure. I mean, I don't necessarily know that. Um, I would I would like to think that they would put money into and play test these things before they kind of throw caution to the wind and put it out there for public consumption. But it's hard to say, you know, for sure whether or not it's going to make that big of a difference uh, once they get it out there. I just really hope that if they're going to do this, that it, it doesn't become exploitative because that that's kind of the thing for me, like Netflix, I think Netflix is probably charging people too little for what they do, to be honest, but, um, I'm glad that it's affordable. Yeah. So when everybody got pissed off that they changed their, their cost of their streaming to nine ninety nine from seven ninety nine, I was just like, you have like more content on there than you can possibly watch in your lifetime. Were you really going to complain about that price versus like a two hundred dollar cable package for you know maybe five channels well, you're actually watching another yeah. one? You probably will just flip through. Silly. Well, that that also counterbalances the fact that a lot of people went to the streaming service and stopped getting DVDs. Yeah, but then you've got the other side of it, which is look at somebody like HBO. I. Everyone goes, if you watch Game of Thrones, and I know you don't watch it because people liked it and you hate people and what they like, so you don't watch it. Well, I have no interest in it. Well, I wouldn't mind checking something like that out. I'm just not going to pay the cost to subscribe to just their channel. And I'm sure as fuck not going to pay $70 and $80 for a Blu-ray, a season of their Blu-ray show. It's not going to happen. It's overpriced. They're, they're gouging <laughs> people. And I'm afraid that companies like EA and Ubisoft get the have a history for you know kind of pummeling people on price i'm afraid that they're going to go top end with it and try to make it um a gougy thing like that if they're going to stream games you know so i don't know i don't hate the idea of streaming games but i will always forever be like a for gaming particularly i like to collect games i don't have a massive collection of games but i have a bigger collection of games than the average person um and I like that. I like knowing that I have something that I can pick up and touch. I've always been that guy, but um, mm. like us are kind of going the way of the dodo. I think I don't think our opinion is going to matter much in the future when it comes to that stuff. So uh, it is what it is. Well, I mean, I mean, we're we're also going to this uh, close to the society where, like, we're looking at like stores going away because people don't need to leave their house anymore. Oh, the day is coming. <laughs> <laughs> the day is coming for sure. Um, brick and mortar stuff especially when you got places like amazon offering things for yeah. next to nothing it's just i can't tell you the last time i went to a brick and mortar and actually bought something i used to, <laughs> used to abhor the idea of online ordering until it got to a point where it was more of a hassle to go to the brick and mortar places or i realized mm -hmm. i was charging i was being charged more at the brick and mortar places than some of the online places and then it didn't yeah. make sense to me anymore so 
Um, something to think about. Either way, um, you know, not getting too far off track of the conversation. No, 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 no. Gaming is going to change. It is going to change. If we like it or not. <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction that, that gaming is going to change more in the next five years than it has in the last 15. Um, it, not yeah. in terms of graphical fidelity, but in the way that games are presented and sold. I think, and I think this is going to be, yeah, I think this is going to be, um, we're going to relive the introduction of the CD-based game from Cartridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't think that it's uh... – well, no, actually, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up because I'm fairly <laughs> certain – I'm fairly certain that uh, – who was it? Uh, Nintendo is saying that with the NX, they're, they're gonna, there may be some – well, Nintendo didn't say. People are rumored to, to be discussing the concept that it may – uh, it may go towards some sort of cart-based games for the NX. Nah, that's Nintendo. You can't you can't judge the world by Nintendo. They're like the crazy uncle in the back corner. You don't talk about the family reunion. Yeah, it's true. Well, we're gonna get to that a little bit more later. Where uh, we're gonna be talking about spoiler alert uh, Nintendo during our feature to a degree. Um, but uh, let's go. We get on. next. What's that? What's the next story? <laughs> don't you rush me, goat. Um, the next story is uh, number four this week. Um, Overwatch saw almost uh, almost 10 million players uh, during its open beta last week, which is a wow amount of people. I think it was 9.7 million was the final number. And of course, you know when you get into the numbers that big, uh, regardless of platform, people are going to start trying to cheat. Um, a lot of games yes. are a lot of game developers and studios are kind of pushovers when it comes to the way that they handle cheaters and um, you know, anybody who's doing any sort of hacking um, blizzard has made it abundantly clear that anybody who is playing overwatch that is going to be cheating will be banned uh, with pretty extreme prejudice and they will be banned for life. This is not going to be something that they're flexible on. So they did say that anybody using hackbots, third party software, aimbots, uh, hacks of any sort, doesn't matter what it is. They're going to be permanently banned from, uh, Good. you know, from from the game, which is amazing to see a company take that stance. I just wonder, do you think that that's because their their beta information, how how many people participated in that beta? If half of those people go out and buy the retail copy of that game or the digital copy of that game, it is going to be one of the biggest successes we've seen in games in a long time. Um, do you think that their want to do that will be a result of the fact that they're making enough money that they can afford to enforce that and go, hey, if you're going to cheat, your money's no good here. Fuck it. We're out. Deuces. Bye. Do you think that's because they're expecting such a high amount of retail sales and digital sales? Or do you think that they're just trying to keep a, a healthy gaming environment? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. I think it's a little column A, a little column B. They they have faith that they're going to sell a shit ton of copies, which, mm-hmm. come on, let's be honest, almost everybody who hated the COD trailer played their game last week by the numbers. Um, and then um, on the same side, they probably don't want to deal with the League of Legends bullshit, so why not nip it in the bud early? No, yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with that either. I mean, if I can say one thing about Blizzard, something that they have always universally been very, very good about is making sure that that they, they I mean, 
after a point when they first started doing um you know battlenet and it was in like diablo 2 diablo 2 was the, the, the the online portions of the original Diablo games were soul crushing. Uh, there was no defense for people cheating and the technology hadn't caught up with the times yet. Um, but they've since, I would say since like world of Warcraft forward, anything that they've worked on or done or participated in, it's always been very, um, which is really just world of Warcraft, I guess, when you think about it, <laughs> they've always been um, quick to make sure that they, handle things like this properly. If you're paying for their game and their service, they've always seemed like one of those companies that cares about making sure that they, that they take care of the person who's playing it well, playing it right and being fair. And I respect that. You know, you don't see a lot of that in gaming um, where developers are concerned. I'm not sure if it's a, if it's a, a, just a budgetary thing to be able to combat cheaters. I'm not sure if it's a time issue. I'm not sure really what it is. So if anybody out there watching, anybody listening or watching, if you work in development, um, feel free to give your opinion on that. I would love to know whether you think that's a time issue or a budget issue um, as to why most game development studios don't fight cheating more or better. Um, they did also say, uh, which I thought was kind of cute, that if you if you have complaints, you, you can email Blizzard and say, I think this person's fucking cheating and they're going to review this stuff and take it seriously. But they did say before submitting information or clips or you know whatever to prove that somebody was cheating, Remember that sometimes people are just good at first-person shooters and maybe they're not cheating, which I thought was kind of funny, um, you know, because I've, I've played many games where people were accusing somebody on my team of cheating. It was really good. And they just, they were just good. You know, I, my cousin Jordan was like that with first-person shooters. My little cousin at the time was like 16 years old and he would get into, this is like Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2. He was like 15, 16 years old. And I played well at those games when I played them he would end up coming out with like 65, 70 kills every match. And he wasn't cheating. He was just that good at those games. <laughs> so those people do exist. Um, and I was actually kind of like that back in the day with Tribes 2, um, where I was just like, mm, I'd stick it to him, and then people would get mad at me and accuse me of cheating. And I, I wasn't. I was just, just boss. I'll never see <laughs> that. I'm sorry. Moving on to number three for the week. Wow. I know. Don't you judge me, goat. God damn it. <laughs> um, moving on to number three this week. Nintendo is going to start making movies. Yay! You said movies, right? Movies, yeah. yeah. Okay, because it sounded like boobies. Um, I'm pretty sure that most people would say that on a sales level, uh, the Wii U was, a, was indeed a booby. Um, so... <laughs> Maybe that's all I got. That's all I can I say that. <laughs> the president of Nintendo right now is a gentleman by the name of Tatsumi Kimishima. Um, he said that they're going to be working with uh, various production companies to try and get things underway to make movies based on some of their IPs. Presumably that means, you know, the, the big lot, you know, Mario, Donkey Kong, Zelda, maybe Star Fox, Kirby, who knows? Um, they've got such a bottomless well, it's, it's hard to say. Um, he did say that... Uh, they're trying to. They're doing this as an in an effort to try and increase awareness of Nintendo and to have money coming in in other places and other ways that aren't just through their consoles. Which I can't tell if it's maybe that they just feel that it's long overdue to to make this move and get this started, or I can't tell if they're they're kind of feeling a little bit of a hurt and uh, financially and 
with the Wii U not doing well, they're trying to find other ways to bring revenue in until uh, you know the NX hits. What do you think? Um, I don't know. Like, I think this this new guy is going to throw a lot of weird stuff at it just to see what sticks and kind of get out of the the crazy uncle stage and get back to <laughs> Nintendo, like they do. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they they were going really off the rails there with the Wii U and 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 like the new 3ds and like they need to get back to like normal nintendo which is weird to say which is still a crazy bunch of guys doing weird shit but it's not like this off the wall bad marketing crap yeah so i mean they're getting back to it like i seen they did the right thing and they just um they just announced that the wii u minecraft will have a mario skin only on wii u which is the way to do it, though. That's how you get people to Nintendo, is you give them Nintendo where they want it. So, I mean, I, I mean, if they redo the Mario Brothers movie and it's not that travesty that we don't talk about, I'm all right with this. Well, they, they mentioned that. Uh, Kimishima actually said during that interview that he, he thought that that movie was just as bad as everybody else thinks it is. So he felt as though they're, they're having a lot of meetings with different production companies because they want to be able to do, uh, he said, we can do as much of it ourselves as possible. They don't want a bunch of people's hands on this because it turned out the way it did for that last movie, which that movie is fucking terrible, but it is one of those movies that is just riotously fun to watch with friends when you're having a couple of drinks or just getting to do like a mystery science theater, uh, theater 3000 style, like, uh, like lampooning. It's ridiculous. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, well, are you excited for the idea that Nintendo might be putting out movies? Do you think you know, is this something you would want to go see if they if they do them well? Um, I mean, I'm not a huge movie goer anyway, so I mean, if they make them great and they do great, I mean, it's just another it's another building block into someone has to stop fucking up video game movies. I don't care who at this point. If it's Nintendo, great. If it's I don't know, MMM Shyamalan, I I, I could care less who does it. <laughs> just as long as like shitty video game movies stop happening. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna say that after that fucking that uh, last Airbender movie, that Avatar movie that uh, M Night Shyamalan did a couple of years ago, I don't want him touching anything, <laughs> dude. That was just soul crushingly, depressingly bad. Um, I I would check these movies out. I I think that um, if they're handling it in house and they're doing it, I think that they would be done in the spirit of what they're what they're doing you know what what they're known for but i do i do personally feel that this is a i think this is nintendo trying to breach their own walls to try and make more money just in case the console side of it bottoms out you know because i mean they're positioned nintendo is kind of you know i'll save this sentiment for the future when we're talking Nintendo (laughs) coming up but i do think that 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 does they are trying to find money in other places and do different things with it. So, um, speaking of kind of kind of a Disney esque animated style, uh, make money or not make money kind of a thing, coming in at number two this week, uh, Disney announced in a kind of a surprising move earlier this week that the Disney Infinity line of uh, um, you know figures and games is discontinued. They're not going to be doing them anymore. Um, which I was really shocked because I felt like these were selling like I felt like this, this line was doing really well. Um, 
part of what makes the whole thing really kind of odd is, is that they're saying that they had two wor- two years worth of content planned for this game that has just been completely scrapped. I don't know to what degree development was in, but um, Avalanche Software is going to be shutting down the developer that handles all of these stuff for, for the Disney Infinity line. Um, they said that it was a, uh, quote, general pullout from producing its own games. And uh, even though Infinity seemed to be doing well, uh, the lack of content announced for this year um, kind of led people to believe that maybe this was going to come down the pipeline anyways. Um, You know, to put some numbers into perspective, the article that we pulled this from says that uh, Disney Infinity was not doing bad. The original game and its toys ranked in half of uh, more than half a billion dollars. Um, Last spring, Star Wars figures alone earned around $200 million despite increased competition from new toys to life launch Lego Dimension. Uh, and yet, Disney, for Disney, it still wasn't enough, apparently, for them to make the money that they wanted to. Um, I mean, this was not a small line of, of toys. No. It was an aisle. I'm wondering if that did not contribute to the death of this stuff where... Like you, you, you look at Amiibo, and Amiibo will. Nintendo's smart with this because they'll do them in waves. Once that wave is kind of out and the run's done, then they kind of set the new wave out on the shelves. And so they look like they have, what, 12, 15 figures in a wave. Um, and that's it. It always fits in a four foot section. Yeah, it's not like Disney Infinity, where if you go to like Toys R Us or Target, there's it's a, it's a full aisle. Spam a wall that's as tall as you that looks like it has about it has about two hundred figures in it. Sure, it's probably much less than that, but it just feels overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I've looked at a couple. Of- well, then you have three iterations. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I've looked at a couple of those figures and went, "These are really cool. I wouldn't mind having at least one or two of my favorite characters." And then I go, "I'm not spending fifteen bucks on these. It's just not happening." No, you know? not for not for just the figure. If I were playing the games religiously, maybe I would want them, but the... I figure I'm going to chime in with that and get, get all three versions for super super sale, get it out of our store uh, sale prices. Yeah, for sure. It's just not... It's not a particularly... It doesn't even look like a good game. Like, graphically, it's very wiry. It's very... Eh. To me, part of it is is that they're not... I don't have a problem with the figures personally. I just don't think that I think that that genre got bloated really fast. And honestly, the only ones that really stand oh, yeah. out to me are uh, the Lego dimensions sets were pretty neat from what I could tell, but they are overpriced, I think. And, um, you know, the Amiibo are great as collectible figures, but I think that is an in-game gimmick. I think they're total shit. I, I, yeah. I can understand why Amiibo took off the way they did, but I don't think that they're very impressive now that we're you know, some time out from their launch. I think they're wonderful as collectibles. But if you're not using those for in-game purposes, um, to me, those are, those are like 6 or $7 figures. They're not $12, you know, $13, whatever they are. No, I, I own three. Yeah, I don't know. And I own oh, four. I have one that's open. But <laughs> I decided not to do it. Mm. I'm very selective with mine. Mm. Do you think that this industry is going to bottom out here coming up soon, or do you think it's already kind of peaked? Um, it's on a downslide. Like nobody cares. I mean, oh my! I mean, obviously, like you know, 
like to to the bigger world it's kind of down it's it's peaked and it's downslide because like the you know adults aren't collecting anymore and stuff like that it's definitely dwindled down to its core audience which is like six to eight year olds yeah and that's about it i mean like i haven't heard anything about superchargers the newest iteration of skylanders other than it's out and that was it (laughs) i think when it was just skylanders and uh you know the the disney infinity stuff and and just a limited amount of it too to start maybe it didn't seem so intimidating because there wasn't yeah. so much on the shelves but even now when i walk well i mean even with yeah, even with lego dimensions yeah lego dimensions they were like hey it's out and unless you're in like following it yeah. you, nobody cares nobody says anything else about it other than the fact that it, it came out you can buy crap for it yeah brian shame man um yeah, it's a niche market but uh, if, if you were a big collector of, uh, of Disney Infinity items or... Uh, stop opening your packages. Well, yeah, you can stop opening the packages or now is the time <laughs> to do fire sale purchases online because my guess is the value of these things are about to plummet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, anybody who's buying these Toys to Life uh, brand stuff know, uh, know now that with the exception of maybe the Amiibo, the rest of it is all, you know, the beanie babies of the now. It ain't gonna be worth shit. Yeah. So that's why I don't buy stuff like that anymore. Is we're living in an age where collectibles don't really have any value unless they are intensely rare on, mm-hmm. on a very almost uh, extreme level. So that's why I only bought one version of Skylanders. I got my my bucket full of stuff. It was fun, and I don't need to do it again. <laughs> I used to. I've, I've joked around on the show about being the test pilot, the the test dummy for a lot of like. <laughs> neat and fun products that maybe um seemed like a good idea at the time like steel battalion and uh eye of judgment i have eye of judgment with the playstation eye camera and all the cards and shit and i played it like probably 10 times and then went this doesn't work like i want it to so whatever um i've bought a lot of that kind of stuff and i think i learned by the time i got to my mid-20s that just because it's a great idea doesn't mean the execution is going to be very good. And, oh, yeah. Most of it's gimmick. Yeah. And I think I think the Toys to Life stuff is better right now than a lot of the other things uh, back then used to be. But there's too much of it. And it's too expensive. The end. I mean, that's really what I think it boils down to. <laughs> um, so uh, putting the cap in number two, let's move on to number one this week. So um, we've kind of talked a lot about esports on this show and to be clear none of the three of us as gaming hosts are a terribly large fan of the esports world for various reasons of the three of us i am probably most likely to participate in anything esports because i play competitive multiplayer shooters charlie stays entirely away from story or from uh, multiplayer only games he is a story driven guy um, who will play some limited multiplayer goat what's your take on that again i'm the middleman yeah I mean, I play some multiplayer stuff, but I'm very selective on what I play. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've all kind of got a slight perspective, different perspective on the entire thing this week. Um, after a lot of complaining from people that esports is blowing up into this big thing, but nobody's really calling the fucking shots, and it's all just a wild, wild west like a lot of things are when you first start out. Um, that is no more this week. It was announced that uh, the World Esports Association, or WESA, Wisa, not sure how they're saying that, um, but Wesa, the World Esports Association, has been formed. Um, you know, as what was described as over a year of intense negotiations, 
Um, yeah, okay. The the e, the ESL, um, the esports league, which is the body that makes up the majority of esports, has been working closely with some of the most renowned industry leading esports teams to create an open and inclusive organization to oversee standardized tournament regulations, player representation, as well as revenue sharing for teams. Which means that this whole thing is going to blow up into just like anything else that becomes a competitive thing, where you know a handful of people. So they made the players associate. They made the players association. Yeah, uh, sort of. I think that's the sort of thing. So, um, <clears throat> like you have the NFL and you have the players association that watches the players and makes sure they get millions and millions of dollars to play a kid's game. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some some other details that this article puts in place uh, about some of this stuff. There are founding teams that are part of uh, WESA. A uh, fanatic, Natus Vince. You born? Uh, no, they've been banned. Remember, uh, Envious, Virtus.pro, Pro, G Two Esports, Phase, Mouse Sports, Ninjas in Pajamas. Um, that those wait. Are the did you just say Mouth Sports? No, Mouse, Mouse Sports. Oh, I was to say, you porn's banned, but Mouth Sports is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure those are the same thing. Go. Um, <laughs> And, and so I'm saying the milestones of Wessa is the creation of an operative player council elected by the players, which will represent, strengthen, and advocate on behalf of pro gamers on a number of important topics such as league policies, rule sets, player transfer, and more. The aim is to empower players. They've unionized. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> the aim is to empower players when it comes to influencing decision making in tournaments uh-huh. under Wessa regulations. As such, the ASL Pro League for CSGO will become the first professional esports competition to adopt said WESA regulations, which CSGO needs some regulations because it's a lawless wasteland of cheating assholes. Anyways, um, good or bad, Goat? But that's esports. It's esports. Yeah, like, I, whatever. Like, they're trying to make it, like, all it is is people are trying now to get millions of dollars to do this, and it's just going to get out of control like every other sport in the nation. Like, yes, it needs to happen, but at the same time, no, it doesn't need to happen. <laughs> Fair enough. Do um do you think that this is going to be this is going to further grow esports into this sort of rolling juggernaut that it's been, or do you think that this is going to do? Do you think it's going to go X game style, where eventually it's just going to flatten out and go away? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that esports and the XFL and the WNBA and every other half-ass sport that we've had that's popped up and the new turn. Thing. it's not gonna it's gonna flash pan and move on you know what's sad to me though i don't even think that it's necessarily esports or the games being represented by esports that are that are the problem i think it's the i think it's the negative attitudes i think it's the the toxic um player bases the rampant cheating the weird like I, i've been playing games since as long as i could pick up a controller and I hate losing. My brother can attest to the fact that I hate losing, especially to him. But uh, I like when we play fighting games and shit. But I oh, I've seen it in person. Never in in a like public forum when I'm playing with people fighting games or something. I don't ever lose my fucking cool. I don't. I don't cheat. I don't. I just want to play the game. And if I lose, then I get better. You know what I mean? But people have like money right now. You're- it's almost. You're you're from a different world, John. You're from a different world. You have morals and an upstanding like self and villain ever. Yeah, like an upstanding conscience. These people, this is basically the equivalent to like the what '90s boxing, gambling rings and shit like that, where everybody was taking falls for 
large paychecks and shit like that. It's the same shit. It's no, it it's is. it is, and I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But I personally think that companies that can suck money, advertising money, and player money out of this um, burgeoning thing will do that. And I think that it's going to hit a point in the next two or three years where it really peaks. And then I think it's just going to flatten out because it's just full of toxic, oddly egotistical, bratty shitheads. And, and yeah, it's not. It's going to do what the UFC did. Yeah. It's going to do what a lot of things where, where everybody was talking about UFC and it was the greatest thing ever and the new fighting style. And now, unless you subscribe to it, you, you nobody cares or knows when the UFC fights are. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, um, we're going to wrap it in for the news this week. That was it. Um, but uh, we. Um, what a weird little adventure you take us on every week. I know. I know. I'm going to try to try to give you guys a little bit of variety in what's going on. But sometimes the news gods in the world of gaming are not uh, bountiful. Or sometimes it's just there's like three news stories and that's all anybody's talking about. Um, <laughs> probably for clickbait reasons, but, you know, not much we can do about that. So moving on. Um, this week for our feature, we, uh, we kind of asked you guys based on conversation that was discussed last week, whether you not, whether or not you thought that Nintendo might be making some big changes between, um, Satoru Iwata passing and the imminent arrival of the NX. Do you think that Nintendo is going to be making some big changes to the way that they do things? Um, going forward, or are they going to kind of stick to what they are known for, which is doing Nintendo stuff? I can't think of anything else to say than Nintendo stuff. Um, so basically what John's trying to say in a paragraph and a half is yes. we, uh, we asked you, what do you think is Nintendo's poker hand? And what are they going to play next? <laughs> I think... For me, I think that the the smart move is going to be for them to change. They're going to have to evolve coming up. Um, I think that one of the things we discussed this week in news, the announcement that they're going to be making movies, feature-length movies out of the, the Nintendo brand, is one way um, to is one way to possibly show that they're not going to go the same route that maybe they're going to try and generate income in other ways. But I think that that also ends up kind of pointing out that maybe they are going to keep doing the same weird Nintendo oddball stuff if they can make money doing other things like movies. Like maybe movies will allow them to continue to be Nintendo the way we've known them. Um, what's your take on that, Goat? See, I think, well, the new guy wants to do something new and set himself apart from which is fine and he's going to do that i think this movie thing is a little bit of both to where they're gonna tell you that you know all right we're doing something new we're doing something fun we're gonna try this out differently at the same time though i think it's also padding so if the nx tanks like the wii u did they're not gonna get hurt by it um that's smart i could i could see that i could agree with that I don't I don't know that Nintendo can continue to do what they've been known for doing without taking some Oh god no. 
because they're really smart about the way they market and, and, and promote themselves. But I don't believe that Nintendo is making the kind of money that they used to. Um, I mean, we've talked about their profit shares being down uh, in the last year. Oh, yeah. Sales and the way things have kind of slipped. But Well, and they've burned through the Wii, the Wii money. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The Amiibo, big success. I think the Amiibo are a big success for what they are. I don't think that the Amiibo are just printing money for them either. No. They say there's this thing in the world of entertainment that a lot of people who don't either don't know how games or movies or TV shows are made um, or live music shows. If you don't work in entertainment, maybe you're not aware of this. So I'll, I'll make you maybe make you aware if I can. A lot of people. Oh, I'm aware. Talk, yeah, I know you're aware. And when I say <laughs> you, I mean just people who don't work in this world. Yeah. There are a lot of people who claim that they are of a certain size or their company is of a certain value. Um, musicians and actors are notorious for claiming they have a certain amount of money. A lot of it, that may be true, but almost everybody who says that they have something substantial in, in the world of entertainment has a lot less than you think they do. They just, it's a, it becomes a lie by omission. They don't tell you that they have certain things. They just assume that you think that they have a lot of things. So they snowball that into a, um, you know, a smoke and mirrors kind of trick about how big they are. Musicians are the, absolutely the fucking worst about that. I know some people that are in big bands that tell people that they make X amount of dollars and they do not make even close to that. They're fucking, <laughs> they do it to perpetuate the myth. Um, but that, that happens in a lot of professional fields in the world of entertainment. I don't care what kind of entertainment it is. It doesn't mean it's, it's a bad thing in one way. It's just mm -hmm. they're not as big as you think they are because if you didn't think they were as important as they paint themselves to be, companies, bands, musicians, artists, actors, then maybe you wouldn't support them or be as inclined to support them because you're like, mm -hmm. I know the fucking truth. So something to Yes, men do the same thing about their penis size. It's, it's, it's not just musicians. <laughs> Damn it, goat! You had to take it back to the dick train, didn't you? <laughs> Last week you didn't do it. And... <laughs> well, I'm just saying the way you were talking, you're like they're bigger than they are. Let's let's be honest. Like even if you're not in the entertainment business, yeah, most most people uh, lie about those kind of things. They uh, they say they're more endowed than they are that's in true. many facets. And I don't think that that's the case with Nintendo. In most instances, I do think no things that they do. They are. I don't think Amiibo are as big of a deal as people say they are. I do think that largely what has kept them afloat has been 3DS stuff in the last cycle. It certainly hasn't been the Wii U. I don't think there are no. ideas or innovations yet, but I do think that Iwata's passing came at a time that probably put the company in a little bit of duress, and uh, maybe they're trying to make some changes so that they don't go under coming up. Um, at least that's how it feels to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those... It's one of those weird things where Nintendo people are Nintendo people. Like they have their own cult yeah. of fans, and they rely on them heavily, and it keeps them afloat. But they're gonna have to branch out and kind of get with the times with everybody else, and have because I mean, video games alone aren't a thing anymore. I mean, they're not like a huge ordeal. People like I take them for granted and stuff like that. You have to have. You have to have your hands in several buckets these days, if you haven't noticed, by these different companies to do that. I mean, Sony's got, what, music, movies, insurance, you know, 
thousands of things. Microsoft has got Windows. They've got, you know, all sorts of crazy shit going on. Nintendo has Nintendo. And I think they're finally understanding that they need to start blanketing out and getting their hands in several different areas to cover the name brand. Well, the thing is, is that Nintendo has... Nintendo is... This is kind of what I was talking about in the previous segment, but Nintendo is generally... um, I think a lot of people look at them as the the Disney of Japan. Like they are, their characters are known the world over. I don't think there are any people, I think as many people would be able to identify the Super Mario Brothers as they would be able to identify Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man. Like I I think that that character is just as recognizable as some of the- Oh yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, for sure. So wouldn't it stand- wouldn't it stand that if Nintendo branched out into other into other areas like um, like movies? Like well, they are. And then they're doing that uh, theme park. Just get the goddamn thing off the ground, and but build a theme park here too. People would line up out the ass to go to a Nintendo theme park. Make it an extension of Universal Studios, or make it an extension of Disney. Man, let I mean, you want to talk about a no-brainer? Disney has been swallowing everything whole for the last two years. And while I don't necessarily agree with that level of conglomeration or think that it's good for entertainment, I could say pretty comfortably that if Nintendo were able to broker some sort of a deal where Nintendo could be the American conduit for, uh, you know, for, or, or I'm sorry, Disney could be the American conduit for Nintendo to come and bring their theme parks, their movies, distribute, distribute your movies through Disney. The way that Disney handles all of the Studio Ghibli movies, like they're, if you look at the Studio Ghibli movies when you buy them retail in the States, they say, you know, Nintendo, whatever the, or not Nintendo, they say distribution. Nintendo. Yeah, whatever Disney classic mm-hmm. this is. Disney's distributing the Studio Ghibli movies in the United States, and that kind of makes sense. Um, but shouldn't Nintendo do the same thing? If you're going to broker a deal with anybody on a worldwide uh, level, wouldn't it be Disney for them? Wouldn't that be the perfect yeah. those family of characters? But Nintendo's big enough that they don't want Western help. No, I'm not saying that they need it. I'm saying that... But I'm saying, like, they've made it very clear over the years that they do things the Japanese way, and that's the way it's done. But they did say that with their movie stuff, that they are looking for distribution partners to work with that are maybe more responsible. uh, Yeah. Would be more responsible with their brands than what we saw with the original Super Mario Brothers movie. So, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that's the thing is, is why, why but it'll, couldn't it be Disney? It'll, it'll probably be Sony. You think so? They don't like to take things outside of Japan. Yeah, but, but they're, they're pretty bitter rivals in terms of gaming distribution. I don't know that they would put their, their fate in the hands of Sony. Because Sony, no. with the exception of the PlayStation 4 doing well, like on a movie distribution level, Sony has not had the best track record recently with the way that they're selling movies. And maybe yeah, but with Spider-Man: Homecoming. But yeah, but Nintendo, Nintendo has overlooked statistics like that before just to keep it in in house. Interesting. Uh, maybe. Um, I mean, how many games have they kept in Japan that millions of people wanted in the states, and they're like, no, it stays here. Yeah, that's true. But that's largely Japan, though. I mean, they don't do a lot of... There are so many games that come out in Japan that never make it to the States. Never get oh, yeah. So, I don't know if that's a Nintendo thing so much as that is a, uh, a regional thing. Um, yeah. 
or I, maybe a budgetary thing because I think it can be kind of expensive yeah. to localize certain games, and maybe it's just not worth the budget if you know they're not going to sell anything. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's those and there's other ones though. I mean, they've always done. Nintendo's always played by their own rules. Yeah. And I don't think they're not they're they're not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair assessment to say. Um, but the NX theoretically it's gonna it's gonna be announced soon. Um. I think we were saying either uh, E3 or, or TGS last week. I think since we had that discussion last week, Nintendo has kind of alluded to the fact that it's probably going to lean more towards being announced at Tokyo Game Show, which makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that they're going to... Do you think that they're actually going to do something innovative with this? It, innovative in such a way that could still be mainstream, or do you think that with what we were just talking about that, that maybe streaming is going to be the way to go with games coming up and possibly consoles as we know them are not going to exist. Do you think that there's still room in the market for Nintendo innovation or do you think that the window is closed because of the gaming industry as a well? whole? I have no idea. Like Nintendo is such a unpredictable monster. Like who knows? You know, like when the Wii came out, we were all like, what the hell? This stupid thing. Nobody's going to buy this thing. Everybody was wrong all day long. Wrong. So I I have until I get my hands on it. You can't judge Nintendo. They 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 come out of left field. And who knows what it's going to be? I mean, it could be a rubber phone with a touchpad that only takes nintendo.com downloads for a fee I, who knows <laughs> well i'm i'm really curious to see if if there's any credibility lent to this whole like nintendo switching back to cartridges for this console thing i just oh yeah it might be a super it might be a super boy <laughs> see how that would happen i don't yeah unless they know something or they're doing well, something technically that might be really expensive well, no hold on you know no no no, technically, it wouldn't be that. It, it's not that hard because if they they still make 3DS cartridges, if they do what Turbo Graphics did all those years back, and have those cartridges play on both the home console and the 3DS, they might be onto something. But don't you think that that's gonna if they're doing something that's not a sort of universal format or standard format? Don't you think that's gonna raise the distribution cost? Or there, I, I, that's gonna get passed on to you know. You're not worried about that. I, I have no idea. Like I said, it's it, you cannot predict Nintendo. <laughs> hmm. I mean, ever since like the Wii, they've been anything can come out of that house, and it could be successful. It could be a total flop. We hmm. like they've become the show me state. They're the Missouri of gaming. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. That was a really weird pull right then. Missouri, Missouri <laughs> the show me state. Jesus Christ. Listen to listen to worldly uh, goat here. This is a man who's been on Twitter far too many times. He knows. Yeah, the things that I know. <laughs> he, he's seen those roadside signs driving by, and he's just like, oh, the show me state. I'll have to remember Yeah, that. I know way too many state mottos. <laughs> Ridiculous, goat. Ridiculous. Um, So... I guess I guess in closing to kind of wrap up, you know, our feature for the week. We don't know. <laughs> we don't we don't know. I I guess if I have to create a final word uh on this, 
I want them to continue to do the strange and wonderful things that they're normally known for doing because even though I can't say that they've made a lot of <laughs> smart business decisions when it comes to the actual consoles, not the way they promote themselves. They promote themselves beautifully, which makes it even weirder that they don't like I don't I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. I want them to continue to be able to be there themselves and do original things and take weird risks and throw really out their ideas out there because nobody else is. Everything has become very cookie cutter and very stagnant in the world of gaming. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see what they, they toss out at us. If it's, yeah. if it's crazy, weird science, great. If it's not great, like good for both sides. I, all, all I hope is they, they get enough shit together and it works that they can at least float another another cycle. Hmm. I because I mean they've proven they can float on the Wii U. No, I agree. I, I give me a Zelda, give me a Mario, give me a Met, give me a fucking Metroid in this NX, or we are gonna have problems, Nintendo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I I think if they don't do a Metroid game soon, people are gonna be pretty upset. That may be what they've been waiting on. Maybe they've got something that they're gonna show. Um, shit, man. Maybe they'll make that and Zelda. Zelda, they're like, like here's a reason enough for you to buy these games. But I do done bought. That <laughs> next cycle, Nintendo has to come up with some new IPs. They cannot keep beating yeah. the horse with the same shit. Well, they have to do something. And they've got that in their stable too, because Splatoon worked really well. So they have they have promise. Do another Splatoon, but but also look at how well that worked out. They built something new. It was really well received, and people really enjoyed it make more of that keep putting some of that nintendo charm to use and make new things people are ready for oh, yeah. from nintendo i think they're hungry from new or innovative things from nintendo again but we'll see what's coming up now um let's go ahead and move on to the mailbag for the week asked you guys that same question what we asked you specifically was between iwata-san passing and the imminent arrival of the nx do you think nintendo will shake things up this cycle or will they stick to their usual oddball antics um i'm gonna go ahead and read the responses that i got um this week and then okay the responses from the gamerhead radio uh post um, to be clear, I've had a couple of you guys asking me about uh, commenting live during the show, either on YouTube or, um, you know, on the Hangouts. Uh, those are both disabled. We dicked it up. Well, they're both disabled this week because we have enough comments <laughs> between the two mailbag posts that we have up this week that we're really not going to have time without turning this into a three-hour show again. Plus, we do have oh, yeah. an email from our, our lovely friend. I, do, yeah, I, do, I just recognize the time. Yeah, we are kind of tight. Yeah. Um, so we love you. Yes. Always for Just remember that. We love you. <laughs> um, things will be back to normal next week when Charlie arrives and we're going to have comments up again, uh, assuming we don't have a flood of mailbag responses again. Um, but uh, we do also have a, an email from Songbird this week, which we'll get to after this. But I'm going to go ahead and start by saying that uh, Adrian Crevin says uh, they may stay the same. Um, so that's their opinion on that. Uh, often Interesting. Listener Dash says, of course they're going to stay oddball. It's Nintendo. Um, 
you're probably right about that, Dash. Uh, Mac Reynolds says, I feel like they need to add a little more depth to their brand, but I feel like they won't change their ways. Kind of feel like we were just talking about that, Mac. I, I, I think you might be right about that too. What do you think, Goat? Uh, like I said, they're just... I can't confirm or deny anything with Nintendo. <laughs> you sound like a Secret Service agent for Nintendo, Goat. Um, Dan Hockey chimed in with what seemed to be everybody's favorite response to the mailbag this week, which was, uh, you know, in, in very typical Hockey form, getting everybody thinking about uh, crazy things. He said, or because it's Nintendo, throw the curveball that the Wii U was a test product all along to figure out how they needed to change their marketing and competition in the gaming world. Still wish the Wii U would have had a dual screen game card slot. Um, that's, what was that? He was saying that he maybe what if you're breaking up. U, he was saying that what if the yeah. Wii U was just Nintendo's like secret attempt at at uh, throwing money at how to learn how to market themselves differently or better in the modern gaming world, which is kind of a fun answer to to think about. I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's what it was. No, but I no, that was definitely not it, Dan. You fail. Look at that. Goat lives in a black and white world, ladies and gentlemen. There is no room. There's either there's either up or down, left or right. There's no like, you know, there's no northwest in Goat's world. It's just north, south, east, and west. The end. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Joe Moeller says uh, Nintendo needs to keep that oddball mentality, but must realize that it only appeals to a market niche and put those products uh, projects on a back burner. What's going to make more money from excited consumers? A new Metroid title, or Mr. Toadstool's Wild Ride. <laughs> that's, that's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? Yes, Toadstool's Wild Ride. Oh, those? God. Two great tastes, taste great together. Oh, uh, God, I think that's an Emmer title. Does it, upset, <laughs> does it upset you, and does it make you feel uncomfortable? No, but I'm, I'm kind of being upset for Charlie, because he had to play a mature game. He could do it. Char- Charlie just finished playing Metal Gear Solid. He- just and Quantum Break, the picture <laughs> titles, you crazy man. But on his Wii U? <laughs> oh, well, no. But I mean, uh, um, <laughs> Zombie U is on there. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs, yeah. There's, yeah. There's some. I think Watch Dogs made it. Yeah, okay. All right. So. Um, he goes on to say that seeing that they have a launch window that includes a boss looking uh, Legend of Zelda game, and last I'd heard, rumors of a Metroid title makes me excited for a potential shift in their approach. They've said publicly that they don't consider Microsoft or Sony to be competitors, and while I respect that mentality, it doesn't make me more likely to shell out money for a system that only offers one or two exclusive titles that I want to play. That's a pretty fair response, I think, too, because kind of what I was just saying um, during the feature, Nintendo has some really great original stuff. They always put out good games that represent their first-party titles. They just need more new IPs. They just need to be... A little more original. That's yeah, they got to check it up. So I agree with them on that. And then uh, Ricky Keller chimed in by saying, Nintendo is better when they innovate. They bank on their innovations, and sadly, they haven't done that in a while. I'm not optimistic they will soon either, but I'd very much like it if they did. What a what a positive reply. What a uh, optimistic reply. Joe Moeller commented on his comment, though, and kind of kept that conversation open, saying, Hey, Ricky, hey, Nintendo, remember when you used to innovate? Nintendo says, no. Ricky says, you'd be a lot cooler if you did. Um, which Ricky Yeah, said. that innovation that innovation gave us the virtual boy. So let's just 
hinge on that. <laughs> Woof. So whatever, uh, whatever benefit that was. Those were all the mailbag responses I had for the week, though. Go. What did we get? On? Okay. Uh, let's see. We got. Uh, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher some names here. Here we go. I'm sorry in advance. Uh, Jared Moretta. Uh, I don't think they will suck this time. I really hope they learn from the Wii U's mistake and update all third party and give us uh, something awesome. Also, hi, Goat, Charlie, and John. Well, hello, sir. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Uh, let's see, Chris uh, Burdahan. Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo is such an odd case because shaking up would be falling in line. Honestly, I'm not sure as uh, for as much as I love Nintendo, they seem utterly out of touch. This can be great sometimes, but crippling most of the time. I agree with that. Like I said, they they have definitely moved on to crazy uncle stage. They they definitely of the gaming world. Crazy, crazy drunk uncle stage. <laughs> But that's Nintendo. So, and then always, forever. Uh, Caitlin Fust came in with. I haven't played any Nintendo, or, but she did send a a, a GIF, and I'm I'm looking at said GIF right now. A bunch of dancing Pikachu's with a woman dancing with said Pikachu's. So that makes sense. Too much entertaining, goat. Too much. That's not what live Google before, <laughs> damn it. Um. But uh, yes, yeah, responses on there. That was live memeing. Uh, no, that's it. That's all we got. That's it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your responses this week. Uh, nope. You know, we had a. Let me check one thing. Post a, a mailbag for people where they're just like, we have all of these opinions, and sometimes we're like, check out this mailbag, and they're just like, I don't know. What this no, is. I don't know what you want, <laughs> but I'm not gonna talk about it. Yeah. Um, I don't like what you said, so I ain't gonna say it. It's true. Um, in in response to this mailbag this week too, we do have returning this week the lovely songbird contributed an email to us. Dear Technotronicorn, Goat, and Fallon Flynn, oh Charlie's not here, we miss him. Uh, mailbag answer: The new president said it himself that he plans on staying the course with Iwata's vision. So everything that's happened so far was already set in stone. What's not known is how long they stick to the arrangements before needing to come up with their own set of goals. While I don't think their overall style will change, they are being a bit more reserved than usual lately. Hopefully that translates to great things yet to come. Still, I'm rather pissed that the only thing they're doing it for E3 this year is a Zelda game. No offense to the fans. Um, that's Ooh, Nintendo. You, you've walked into fire. Well, I mean, they're, E3 is going to be interesting this year because I'm sure we'll talk about this coming up as E3 is coming closer in, a few, in, the, in the coming weeks, but we, I think we talked about this on the show last week, or was it the week before? A lot of people who typically do press conferences at E3 are not doing them. And there is no Nintendo Direct on the E3 schedule. So people are either assuming that that means that Nintendo is not going to be participating in E3 at all, or maybe they're going to do something different than their like Nintendo Treehouse, Nintendo Direct stuff. Oh, we'll see. You know, I'm kind of hoping they do something see? outside of just talking about Zelda, but, you know... This is why we cannot confirm or deny what Nintendo will do. That's right. Well, but <laughs> confirm or deny what anybody's doing E3. It should be an interesting game. Yeah. This E3 is going to be a, a boggle tournament at best this year. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, moving on. She says, you may or may not have to, uh, or excuse me, you may or may, I think it's a typo. You may not have to uh, have brought this up already, but who would you pick out of the new Sun and Moon starter Pokemon? Go. Oh, God, this is a big thing. I don't know any of them, but it would be the fire one. 
Um, I, I, I've looked into him. Uh, I, I know that the one guy, there's one fella that uh, um, they hate. Like the internet hates this guy. So for, um, for anybody not not keeping score at home, there have been um, there have been new Pokemon three. starters that come up. Yeah, three of them released yeah. with Sun, uh, Pokemon Sun Moon, um, Rowlet, Litten, which is the one you're talking about, goat that's like a fire yeah. kitten, and a Poplio, mm-hmm. which is like a little and Poplio sea lion or seal or something. I'm not sure what you would call Poplio. He's a water type. Everybody seems to just unabashedly fucking hate Poplio. <laughs> and I mentioned to my wife a couple of days ago that obnoxiously there is an almost disturbing amount of Rowlet memes popping up on the internet. I have seen Rowlet in so many I saw somebody who managed to Photoshop Rowlet onto the unicycle that the stupid dat boy fucking frog meme I saw somebody Photoshop Rowlet onto that. I, Rowlet has been everywhere and I'm going to say something. Of the three of them, I like Litten as well. Um, but because everybody seems to hate Poplio so much, I'm going to say Poplio because I, from a design perspective, if you look at the two, here, I'm going to do a little screen sharing so that anybody watching can get a look at these uh, these new uh, lovely, lovely little Pokemon. Uh, so check it out. This um, this is Rowlet. This That's is a Rowlet. That has been popping. An obese owl. Everywhere on... on uh, memes you could just google rowlet meme and you're gonna get like a ton of results this is the one that goat and i both like which is litten a fiery cat that i know those are supposed Mm -hmm. to look like whiskers but it almost kind of looks like molten lava exploding out of the sides of his face it kind of looks like side duck's feet that's true it's true (laughs) Uh, it does actually and the one that everybody hates is poplio i don't know he's a circus seal i get it yeah I'm okay. But at the same time, I- I'm probably going to play him just because I'm always a fan of the underdog. <laughs> Look, man, let me tell you what the thing is. Poplio, Poplio's got character all up in Poplio's face, just like that. Mm-hmm. Litten looks exactly like, like I don't know. I think this is the design. A pissed off cat. This is boring. This is boring shit. And he's got a grass boat. It's, Sorry. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an obese owl. In a leaf bow tie. Mm, proof yet again that the internet knows nothing about anything. I don't. I don't care. What mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going Poplio personally. Um, I'd love <laughs> to know, um, you know, Songbird, what your what your choice of the the new starters would would have been, um, but Poplio for the fucking win. Uh, I guess you could say here comes my one dad joke. We haven't done a dad joke in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to say I guess you could say that he's Poplio K. Don't 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 you do it. Oh. Don't you? Oh, that's getting edited. That's get that's that's getting edited. No, you. That's so not making the audio. Actually, that should be the show title. <laughs> this week's episode. Okay. Um, oh no. Yes, it should. Well, I mean, I can't say much because last week was go go Tractotronicorn as if he was a Power Ranger. That's well, he he he, he gone gone. He went went. He's on the. Yeah. <laughs> um. So um, she goes on to ask then, if Charlie did bring a sloth back as a representative for Gamerhead Radio, what title name would you give it? Um, Songbird, we already have one of those. We call it Goat. <laughs> you just called me a sloth inadvertently? You do not move at a speed which I would, which I would deem not slothy. 
Do you have a counter for that? I was to say, pick your words lightly, buddy. You come back. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can put up your stage at a sloth-like pace. Oh well, you wouldn't just be punishing me; you'd be punishing everybody else. <laughs> that wouldn't be fair, now. Would uh, yeah, it would, because then when they ask me why, I'd be like, "Talk to Felon." <laughs> yeah. So, if if we're taking the the question seriously. If mm -hmm. you did bring Sloth back as a representative for Gamerhead Radio, what title name would you give it? I would call it Lightning, just for the sheer fact of the irony of the speed joke and the fact that it's ugly, much like Lightning in Final Fantasy. Um, just based on the discussion we were having about the Pokemon starters, I'm, I would call him Sloth Leo. <laughs> Sloth Leo? Sloth Leo. Um, <laughs> Sloth Leo? Sloth Leo. I like Sloth Leo better. No, 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 no. We should just put a space in there and call him Sloth Leo, because then we can give him an Oscar. Mm, mm, yeah, not. You'd have to make <laughs> a lot of movies before that happened, though. And, and then presumably. Well, I mean, he's already done the beach. Very ugly fight with some sort of Pokemon bear, and then he'd win the Oscar. Um, mm, yes, yes. One yes. more thing from Songbird. So you wake up one morning to find a huge stockpile of Disney Infinity figures on your lawn. What do you plan on doing with them? Actually, before we go on to that question, go. Would, would you have had a name for for the the Gamerhead Radio Sloth outside of Sloth Leo, or or do you agree on that too? Oh, I, I said lightning. Lightning. Mm. Mm -hmm. Lightning fact. Why did I cut out there? I didn't hear it, but yeah, you know, that's because I've got cross membrane. Mm. I. I said lightning because um, the irony of the speed and the fact that lightning, the Final Fantasy IV character. Ah, I gotcha. Um, so again, <laughs> morning to find a huge stockpile of Disney mm -hmm. Infinity figures on your lawn. What do you plan on doing with them? Go. Well, if they're in package, um, they're going in my garage for the next 15 years. If they're <laughs> not in package, oh yeah. And if they're not in package, um... I would probably go out and buy the game for super cheap and have a bitchin' set of figures to play the game with. <laughs> Excellent. So either way, I'm keeping them. Well, uh, for a little bit. If I woke up and found them on my lawn, I think that I would probably probably keep a couple of them just because, I, like I said earlier in the show, I like some of those figures. I just... Draft pick them? The money out. <laughs> Not even necessarily that. Um... The collector in me feels like maybe I would just put them all up online and sell them, but that's actually not true. Um, I have a unbelievable amount of nieces and nephews and that are still fairly little. I would give them a pick of any twenty years, and twenty years of Christmas gifts. I, yeah, I would do. I would donate some of them. I would give me kids because you know they. Ah, uh, the Santa Claus of infinity. That's true. An infinite Santa Claus, if you will. Infinite Santa Claus. Um, yes, so that would be my answer to that. So, um, Songbird, thank you for contributing your email. We missed you last week. Thank you for coming back and giving us some awesome shit to chew you, on. You get a you, you get a pass on MIA. She did say sorry for being MIA. It's okay. It's okay. We've been MIA on you. It's only fair that you can MIA on us. You, you never owe <laughs> us an apology, Songbird. Your uh, your contributions are always welcomed and appreciated. So, um, that's going to do it for uh, the mailbag for the week. Now. Um, before we uh, close the show up this week, I want to ask you guys, based on a discussion that we had earlier in the show for our mailbag, uh, we talked about um, maybe the end of console gaming and possible subscription or streaming services uh, for gaming. Uh, so next week for the mailbag, 
would you as gamers um, who are used to playing on consoles, used to playing games uh, that you can purchase on a disc and just play right off the disc or download and then play off your hard drive, would you be interested in there not being consoles and just paying a, a subscription cost for streaming services? Think of like HBO Go or like CBS All Access or Netflix or Hulu Plus or something. Would you want it to be uh, like that? Would, would you be compelled would you spend the money on it? And um, if so, what do you think would be a good price range for that kind of service um, for next week's mailbag? And I swear to God, I'll edit that down into a tiny, like, digestible paragraph for next week. Um, I'll, I'll trim all the junk. I'm already way ahead of you. Yeah, there you go. Look, go yeah, I'm already way ahead of you. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and so... Uh, so we don't have to, like, scramble like we do on Fridays and go, <gasps> mailbag, God, what, why didn't we do it? Oh, my God, because we suck. Um, so next week we're going to be talking about uh, subscription gaming services. What we think uh, would we'd like to see out of a subscription gaming service, and what we think the costs of subscription gaming services should be. Um, so before we uh, close the show out, Goat, uh, you got anything coming up this week? I have a sneaking suspicion. I know what you do have coming up. It's probably the same thing I got coming up. Yeah, I mean we kind of have a tag team plug this week because uh, miraculously. Um... I'm going to be where John's going to be, and I think I should probably let it to John to let the uh, con out of the bag. The con out of the bag. Um, we are <laughs> going to be playing a brand new AnimeCon.org um, convention for VS for Villains at uh, a convention called YoiCon. Um, that's Y-O-I, not Y-A-O-I, because I've had some people ask me uh, if, <laughs> if it was a Yaoi con. It's not. It's Yoi, Y-O-I con. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can. That's awesome. Hey, uh, is that when you is that when you stub your toe and run to the con, yelling Yowie? You should you should you should Google uh, Yowie. But uh, <laughs> if you want to know what it is, I'm not going to talk about it on this show. No, 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 no. It would it would make Charlie very uncomfortable. He would be rubbing his head. As a matter of fact, if I start talking about it now, he will rub his head almost by like like the, through the forest. He'll be like something's not right and. Very <laughs> oh God! They're talking about shit they shouldn't be talking about. And then he'll rub uh, his his forehead raw to the bone. But uh, no, so we're gonna be doing Yoicon, or I'm sorry, Yoicon. I just fucking already <laughs> slip. I just stuck my foot in the mouth. Yoicon in Ohio this coming week. Um, it's gonna be uh, this coming weekend, which is gonna be uh, May 19th, 20th, and 20th. Oh, I'm sorry, 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Excuse me. In, uh, in Ohio coming up here. So um, that's really all I've got coming up this week of any particular note, some rehearsals and stuff in preparation for that. But that's it. That's it. Goat, anything else for you? No, not really. Like I said, a bunch of Iron Curtain crap that I can't really talk about. Um, that's true. I'm waiting for the album. To... Nick, you're doing, but... Yeah. You also know what I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes. But uh, yeah, I do. yeah, nothing I can really talk about. It's all. It's all... Uh, NDA and ironclad. So it when the time comes to put stuff out, I will tell you. <laughs> we'll talk about it once my brother has the okay to kind of spill the beans on it. Um, well, not even those beans, other beans. Oh, you got all sorts of other beans going. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. See, 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 you know all my beans. <laughs> I know. I don't. That makes it sound filthy. I don't want to touch your beans. Um, see, that's what makes it filthy. <laughs> it's true. Which is why I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. I'm not even going to touch it with a 100-foot pole. Put full. Okay. And I have Put full, yes. I'm crazy. Um, so, um, 
thank you all for joining us on uh, this new live episode of uh, Gamerhead Radio, episode 167. So, hey, pretty- we're almost on time. It's true. Look at that. We're getting we're getting the hang of this. <laughs> we're only a little bit late, and we're gonna be we're gonna be closing out almost exactly an hour and a half, which is what we try to shoot for for you guys every week. Um, if you like what you heard, as per usual, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com. You can listen to us on Stitcher Radio, on iTunes, YouTube, uh, Twitch, SoundCloud, or your podcast downloader of choice. We are, of course, also <laughs> streaming this live, so you'll be able to find um, you know, the week's episodes on our YouTube page. Now, this week's episode, due to some technical shit that's too uh, boring to get into, this week's episode, for the moment, will be on my personal YouTube channel, uh, which you can just search Jonathan Santiago and find my personal channel on there and uh, watch the episode if you want to catch up on that stream. But the live or the recorded audio that's pulled from this will be available on GamerHeadRadio.com or through the GamerHead Radio um, Android app. So um, as per usual, um, we'll, we'll see if we can get this uh, episode migrated over to our GamerHead Radio YouTube channel. Um, I'm sure we can. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So thank you again for uh, for joining us as per usual. This, positive for the listeners this it's true yay this because been, they don't have to find it <laughs> it's true you know we try to make it easy for you but sometimes you know yeah. old man sorry to so, sorry to interrupt your little uh, spiel there but i was i just found it funny that if you if you listen to the old tried and true recorded audio um nothing's changed for you <laughs> no it's true this is gonna sound like another episode of gamerhead radio and now we're just rambling so <laughs> um this has been ramblehead radio episode 167 <laughs> And there's our title. (laughs) Ramblehead Radio? Yeah, let's do it.